Trinity Continuum Aeon, Vark Force Salvation, is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter, at SimulacraRPGs, and on YouTube and Twitch, at SimulacraTV. If you'd like to support the show and the channel, visit patreon.com slash simulacrastudios to become a patron. Patrons are invited to our private Discord server, get exclusive behind-the-screen information, and first-chance access to casting calls and other gaming opportunities. Now, let's join our brave heroes in their battle against the aberrants. Hello, hello, and welcome to Simulacra Studios Presents Trinity Continuum Aeon Varg Force Salvation. I am your story guide, Scott, and here are my players, and they will introduce themselves, starting with Jim. Uh, I am Jim, uh, he, they pronouns. I'm playing Logan McCall, I believe was the last name for this one. I don't know. I have a lot of characters I've been playing lately. Um the uh former criminal for being a good person mm-hmm. um who really needs a cup of coffee <laughs> we'll see about that uh so who are you gonna throw it to next um i will throw it to laughs hey there i'm josh heath he him pronouns i am playing looks upward toward the stars and sees danger ear laughs at and destroys who it goes by laughs and their pronouns are they then. And I will kick it over to Sean. Hi, uh, my name's Sean Kreef. Uh, he, him pronouns. I am playing Wu Sassar, the teleporter born on in one of Earth's earliest uh, extrasolar colonies. And I'll drop it on down to Nigel. Hello, my name is Nigel O'Rear. I play Jude Fletcher, uh, the uh, superior who was born in Canada and became uh, a, a pseudo superhero. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, uh, as are Jude's, and uh, I will throw it to Jonathan. Hello, everybody. My name is Jonathan Fye. I will be playing Rafael Alvarez Castillo, um, the talent and resident uh, nerd of the uh varg force salvation team awesome uh one last mechanical reminder is to remind my players about their reveries uh which are little flashbacks that have mechanical benefits uh so keep those in mind whenever you're about to do a roll or whenever you kind of feel like it if you feel that the story warrants it uh so we will begin with the camera in interstellar space once again uh as it zooms around finding a bright point out in the void uh zooming past this artificial photokinetic sun as it orbits around a small verdant planetoid. Uh, The camera breaks through the atmosphere, uh, coming down on a mountain lake uh, that is uh, set apart geographically from a lot of the the, uh, rest of the surrounding area. Um, The lake has a scaffolding, kind of like a fish farm over it. Uh, the lake is glowing with with obvious uh, nuetic power and light. Um, the transport comes down through uh, through the the atmosphere, landing, uh, disgorging telekinetically, placing the vargs inside of the lake uh, before circling around back onto a landing platform. Uh, 
uh, where our full our five heroes dismount uh, alongside a chin uh, by the name of Indigo Void Dancer. Uh, so as you are disparking, taking a look around, you see that there are these kind of makeshift uh, prefab cabins that are there for each one of you. Uh, Indigo kind of surveys it and says, good, everything seems to be still in order. Uh, I believe we had a pretty hot exit there. So uh, allow me a, a brief tour of our facilities here. Um, as I mentioned before, this is a gift from one of humanity's new allies. It's, uh, it's called the Crush. Uh, I don't know much about it, save that it's apparently a sentient psychic solar system. Uh, so, but we don't have time to think to, to think about that because we've got shit to do. Um, so the the lake there, uh, that is a powerfully vitakinetic fluid. Uh, I believe it is currently repairing your damaged vargs. Uh, if any of you have any any injuries, feel free to take a dip. Uh, it'll it'll knit those up as quickly as possible. Um, any questions regarding that? Uh, All right, cool. Uh, fantastic. Uh, indicates the, the cabins. Uh, these are just cabins. There's nothing su super special about them. Um, uh, uh, points over to kind of this low, uh, low growing orchard that says this is going to be providing us a lot of biomass. We have an auto chef uh, to break it down uh, and provide basic meals. Uh, pretty standard stuff. Uh, and then uh, points to uh, a fairly large looking pylon that is kind of connected out <clears throat> through ground wires out to a circular pattern of little beacons and says, this is the main game here. Uh, this, this world has a powerful psychic resonance uh, with uh, the teleportational mo uh, uh, mode, uh, and it will allow us to essentially bilocate this area of the planet with a uh, a a beacon that has been sent into the Vega system, uh, small on a relative uh, on a relative si uh, scale of size. So hopefully it won't be detected by the enemy. Uh, the beacon is currently has been injected on a uh, off elliptical orbit of the system. So hopefully we will be able to come in uh, undetected when we turn it on. Note about that: uh, we can only really turn this thing on once. Uh, once we turn it back off and the, the locality is split, there's there's no turning back. So we turn this on, it's on for the duration. Is that clear? Yes. Excellent. But what powers the beacon and can it be, is that a liability for us? Is there a, is there a means by which it can, it can be turned off? I think the planet does. Yeah, the planet, planet is its own power. Um, it's as far as that's concerned, that's where the bulk of its power is concerned. If we have a limit on power, it's actually the lake. Um, uh, it, it's very good at healing, but it does not have an infinite well of power. This this planet is, like I said, it's aligned toward teleportation. The Viticinesis is a is a gift from one of the the other planetoids. Uh, Do we have a rough number, a rough understanding of how many times the Vitokinetic uh, lake will be usable. Um, uh, he he rattles off uh, a a in in character explanation of roughly one hundred psi points. Uh, uh, Scott, the cabins are they like human hard text structures? Or are they? Yeah, they're they're, hum they're human hard text structures. Uh, she says so. Um, 
uh, I believe we got, we we explained the uh, clairsentient uh, uh, enhancement pod that is to be implanted whenever you guys locate a suitable uh, tactical site. Um, when we get into when when you get into colony space, um, it will need to be calibrated. Uh, so that will be probably be your first task. Uh, during the roughly 30 minutes that it needs to be calibrated, it will also function as an airs pod. Uh, and just kind of indicates laughs and says, you may be able to use that to gain some reconnaissance information. Great, great. That sounds awesome. Uh, my only question is, where can I get a chili dog? Uh, he points over to the auto chef and says, you'll get a chili dog shaped uh, extrusion of biomass uh, in a, maybe about five minutes if you from ordering it. Perfect. Thanks. I have a question. Yes. What's a chili dog? That is outside of my scope of uh, of expertise. You might want to ask your friend there. Uh, I do not eat human food. Uh, so, uh, I do have a question. Our yes. uh, our station's uh, AI SI is she an SI? Yes, she's an S. Yeah. Our station's SI was able to extract before um, uh, its destruction. Uh, she's currently on board the shuttle. Uh, is there a facility where she can uh, where she can occupy here on on planet i think probably the shuttle is going to be the best part uh, best place for that uh, um, uh the yeah we'll be we'll be having the shuttle as part of our operational uh, capacity uh obviously getting you guys around the solar system it's uh quicker than i think any of your vargs uh and i believe some of your vargs are not uh suited for space flight so it'll i'll i'll be with you guys uh, for the long haul of it, but my my area of specialty is biotech maintenance and piloting uh, conventional shuttles, uh, conventional spacecraft. Uh, so that's that's where I'm going to be focusing my attention uh, on that. But yeah, the, as far as operational command, that is that is up to you guys. I'm your grease monkey, and I'm your your taxi driver. Uh, so I, I suggest you guys come up with a plan. How long do we have until the beacon is ready to co-locate? Uh, it's ready when you all are. I think probably your Vargs will have maybe another uh, hour or two. I, uh, he kind of checks and looks at, at uh, your Varg, Raphael. Says, uh, maybe five for yours. Yeah. Uh, that's going to take uh, some doing. It took, looks like it took a pounding. Uh, so, okay. yeah, I'd say you guys have about five hours. But when you're ready to go, we can switch it on. But, you know, like I said, there's no switching it back off until the job's done. Well, it sounds like we've got ourselves a little bit of R and R, at least for the time being. I know I could certainly use a break. I'm going for a swim. Anyone want to join me? I, I, I honestly, I still need you to tell me what a chili dog is. Oh, so humanity has created the absolute best. Let me show you. Showing you is much better than explaining it because. Actually explaining it's bad. Let's go get one. Uh, yeah, you go over. Uh, the Auto Chef is kind of a, a uh, it is a hard tech device that essentially just takes in biomass and like prints out, uh, like it's it essentially like 3D prints out foodstuffs. Uh, and it, it starts to print out a, you know, uh, it executes the bun template. It executes the uh, chili, the, the hot dog template. 
and then it, it uh, starts executing the chili template. Uh, so you have like these three different things and you can combine them as you wish. Okay, so take oh, I've had a hot dog. I, uh, I, yes. I, I follow. I am human. Well, I'm just saying this is the best invention that humanity has ever created. And someday one of my cuttings, I'm sure, is going to create a chili dog franchise on Skatei. Woo! It's going to go crazy. What are you going to call it? That is a good question. I have not come up with it yet. You have neither chili nor dogs as a cultural cognate, as far as I'm aware. You're right. That doesn't mean it won't sell. What do oh, no. I I have no doubt that you will eventually be able to achieve this dream. That said, it'll probably actually go over better since they don't have dogs as a cognate. There won't be any confusion. Yeah, you'll finally be able to correct that little chromatic uh, trick. Hmm. Also, I'm just assuming we're all speaking English. Yeah, yeah. You okay. have, train, train, lingua franca of English is perfectly viable. Okay. I think everybody should be speaking Chinese, but that's just me. Well, yeah. <laughs> well not everybody speaks Chinese, thank you. Most of us do. I mean, we can firefly uh, it and throw in, uh, throw in uh, Chinese swears. <laughs> I'm done with that. I was going to say, yeah. Um, I most or, definitely do not. Uh, Esperanto, if we just want to get like, uh, I don't know. That's that's culturally sensitive enough, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll start looking up Esperanto. Um, so I'll I'll. I'll grab a, a 3D printed chili dog myself. Uh, uh, I, just imagining what that looks like being like extruded and prepared. Um, it is not a pleasant. Um, yeah. Like no. it, it all gets happening behind a shield because you know, no, really one, no one wants so. to be a... <laughs> um, It emerges like steaming and perfect. And like, it probably has like a really nice like spice matrix to it. I was picturing it just completely gray for whatever reason. Oh yeah, it should have no color. It should look like it doesn't have like c- color was the extra option. Yeah, there, I, I'm a- vaguely imagining the kitchen from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where it looks great, but it tastes horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Logan is going to not partake in the chili dogs. That is prison food. Um, he is going. Uh, Chili is an easy thing to make in mass, so is hot dogs. Um, sometimes the prisoners get creative. He is going to get himself a nice big cup of coffee because he hasn't had a good cup of coffee in forever. Uh, yeah, it extrudes out. It, uh, it you know, it it, get, it uh, prints the beans, grinds them up, uh, and uh, as I believe we said on our Discord, you have to tell it to make shitty coffee uh, because it, oh yeah, it pre-programmed makes a really good cup of coffee. He 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 is a hundred percent coaching it to make the by modern day standards for for the time 
probably the worst cup of coffee anyone else would have ever tasted because it has like grinds in the coffee that you're drinking Mm. um but to him this is like the stuff he grew up drinking and all that so it brings back good memories and makes him not want to murder people (laughs) (laughs) uh it is bitter and harsh and filled with uh with with the terrible tannins and esters um where are you from logan I ask, I smell the coffee from here. <laughs> uh, oh, it's probably like acrid as hell. Oh, yeah. And he takes it black. There is no creamer in that. Um, I can't remember what city I actually said he was from. Um, from the FSA. Mm. I'm and, sorry. That's not the um, wealthy part of the FSA. How much of a bio did we all get on one another? Did we have little dossiers? Uh, yeah, I would say that you'd be given uh, given basic dossier information on uh, a thing. I'll, I'll leave that up to individual players as to what is public information about them. So just so... We're all aware of technical capabilities. Um, I'm a teleporter. I think that's probably pretty clear by now, but I'm mostly good at moving myself. I can do other things. I can do portals. I can move you guys, but it'll take some time and effort. So that's, that's capability. And Looks like McCall here is a fire boy or ice boy. Psychokinesis specialty in thermokinesis with a subspecialty in perikinesis. Ice boy. And I throw up shields when I need them. And laughs. I, I don't want to be insensitive. Is your entire species clairsentient? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I am much better at go- getting from one place to another place. I guess understanding where things are and where they're going to be and where they have been all helps for that. But like, wow. Yeah, you're right. Wait, so is, is that your way of saying you can also teleport? No, no. I just am good at getting from one place to another place. You see, like, anyway, yeah. I've been there, and I will be there. Their movement capabilities are good, and they're good at remembering no, no. where they've been. Yeah. Yeah. So you're better at pathfinding. Sure. If there is a path to be seen has been seen will be seen sometimes i struggle to linear do you think that is something uh, i do understand that you that you took a few pretty good hits uh, back in the hangar is that something that you feel you can try to do before we turn this portal on i know that if if the Beacon acts as an Ares pod. You will almost certainly be in it once we deploy. But beforehand, is there any clairsentient reconnaissance you'd like to try? 
Oh, man. There's a cutaway to the like the interior of your your uh, experience, and like you're seeing that ever encroaching black wall of, <laughs> of time blindness, just getting closer and closer. Let me let me let me just say that like sometimes having been someplace is kind of like sometimes you don't see past the door when the waves are rough. So you can't do the thing that you said you could do. I can say, I can do exactly what I said I can do. You're just putting words in my mouths. Mouths, that was, that was plural. I do believe he has multiple mouths, yes. Right. Yes. They. They, oh. my apologies. Raphael, what do you do? I am none of those things. Um, I am just very skilled at what I do. Um, I am extremely skilled when it comes to uh, systems infiltration, um, when it comes to network and data systems. Um, I am certainly not a bad hand when it comes to the Varg piloting. As you can see, everything went well until, um, but I am not psychic or anything of the like. Yeah, I mean, you did great. You just made the classic mistake of giant laser letting it hit you. I mean, when you're- Sometimes it's hard when to get something out of gets a giant laser. I mean, it wasn't exactly giant laser. It was getting grabbed a hold of that was the problem. Wow. I got up too close and I did not move quickly enough to get away. And that was my mistake. I just have the, the memory of giant laser sort of seared into my, my brain parts. Mm -hmm. uh, Indigo mentions, so yeah, before we, uh, we turn the switch, uh, I think that the, the, the pool can draw from the planet's reserves uh, pretty easily. So any injuries that you guys are suffering, I highly recommend taking a dip. Uh, otherwise, it will have to draw from uh, the, the reserves once we switch over. Is I mean, it, I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not going to start ticking boxes until uh, until that time. So. Is it possible for us to transfer our psi energy to the planet, or is it too incompatible? I don't think that that. Yeah, I think that it's it's part of its own system. Uh, we might be. I. He kind of thinks for a little bit, kind of rubs his little pastel chin and says, I might be able to work on something that can can do that if situation gets dire. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll, I'll add that to my to-do list. Um, uh, and he's, he like motions over to this kind of like biomatrix computer with like a, little, a big vat in it and says, I might be able to grow something uh, that can cause that function, but it'll take a little bit of time of me tinkering around. Would that be a useful expenditure of our resources, or are we uh, are we overthinking the problem? I mean, it depends on how much you guys are planning on getting hurt. Well, unfortunately, we are up against um, one real tough son of a bitch. So, 
I mean, it's it's from what I understand, you know, just uh, you know, it, it functions off of the the natural process of vitakinesis, which, you know, it it can heal you over time. Uh, but you know, if you want it quick, it takes power to to transfer and make that that happen quickly. Um, so it can be cheap and a little longer, or if you really want to burn through it, it can go fast. Uh, but uh, I can look into trying to transfer that. Uh, unless you guys have any other projects in terms of custom Bioware that you might want to get get whipped up, well, that seems like a good good uh, usage of my time while we're while we're not in field. In terms of armament, I think, well, I know my Varg is, is, is to my liking. Does anyone else have any need of particular equipment, weaponry, maneuverability? Uh, we have uh, a, a uh, kind of indicates to another piece of technology. Uh, we do have a hard tech maker uh, that can do basic repairs on weapons and armor of hard tech nature. Um, uh, material is going to be an issue with that. Uh, we may, you may need to harvest, uh, you know, uh, uh, hard, hard metals and the like, uh, in system, um, because this is not, there's not a lot of, a lot of, lot of metal, uh, in this place and less so when we, when we switch over. Well, funnily enough, there's an acronym for that, but, um, uh, one of the sign orders has, um, co-opted it. So, mm. In situ resource acquisition. Hmm. Well, we'll like I say, uh, probably probably y'all should rest up, heal up any injuries that you have, um, uh, and uh, yeah, um, we're I, I I don't think we have a hard time scale. Uh, the clairsentients back home, I think, know uh, know when to look when you guys are ready to to switch it on. Uh, but you know, hey, there is a war on, so. Hmm. Okay, well, I guess I should get rid of this black eye. Yeah, anyone um, who takes a dip in the uh, in the uh, pool uh, instantly feels refreshed, invigorated. Uh, wounds start to heal themselves over. Uh, it is uh, generally the best bath you've ever taken. Um, but can I anyone breathe want... in the water? Yeah, you absolutely can. It okay. is it is oxygenated and uh, and very very refreshing for you. That actually gives me two questions. What's gravity like here? Uh, it's set to Earth normal. Uh, I think there is a uh, there is a quantikinetic um, organ uh, deep below the surface that is generating gravity. Okay. Uh, and atmospheres earth-like as well yeah yeah like you guys are having no problems breathing or anything and, well, yeah well yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it, the conditions oh, no, the, are set to earth normal essentially. The, the atmosphere is, is calcium carbide huh? you were all dead an hour ago <laughs> this is all but a fever dream <laughs> oh good lord scott i have a if i may i sure. uh, would like to call a reverie but i, I just want to think ahead with okay. it um so my thought process is this situation would cause laughs to remember um, uh, the growth of his Varg uh, okay. with the, the chin uh, who helped kind of grow it. Um, my thought is I want to kind of create some sort of, uh, to steal a term from a different system, advantage um, for us with our Vargs um, in this, uh, by doing this. Is that 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We can, we can work on something like that. So yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, as you guys are sort of, uh, you know, if people are taking a dip in the pool, as you laughs are, are dipping in the pool, you're going under the water, swimming down a bit, you see the vargs under the, under the surface of the, the, the water in their, in their, uh, uh, cages, uh, and your mind begins to slip backwards in time, uh, to the, set the scene for us, please. Yeah, so um, it's a large bio-organic um, biotechnology bay um, where Lass's, uh large crab-like varg is nearly finished its first growth stage. Um, it grows and sheds on a regular basis uh, to match Laps's growth cycle as well. Um, Standing with him is a chin uh, by the name of Scarlet Mind upon the horizon. And they cannot sense one another noetically, which really has created an interesting relationship between the two of them because they don't have to worry about all of the assumptions that get made through noetic connections, but also they get to experience each other in a very physical way that is very unusual for um, the members of the two species to interact with each other. And we're standing looking at the Varg, um, having been engaged in conversation um, probably about some sort of sport that we're trying to wrap our minds around that humanity focus on hockey because neither one of us can quite figure out why hockey is a game that exists and i don't remember who is playing scarlet mind okay that is me so uh because we can't sense each other nomadically i guess i need to be in a uh bio suit to speak to you yes um so my understanding is there was originally multiple styles. There was one, something called street hockey, where they would not do it on ice. Mm. I don't know why they would play in the streets. That seems dangerous. It does, particularly with the cars and things like that, that would fly back and forth. Um, it seems particularly dangerous. Would increase the skill requirement as well. Absolutely would. I've heard of a field hockey as well, which less dangerous, uh, but also more because they're they have instead of a puck, they have a hard ball that they whack the sticks with. Ah. What if it's a minefield? Ooh. Should it be a minefield? Probably not. Ah. I I think the the interesting thing to me about humanity with their games is they are simulating war. I feel like that tells us a lot about them as a people. Yeah, they are quite a they have an aggressive streak in them. Um your targeting computer is finished calibrating, by the way. Fantastic. I'm so excited about this. 
how do you feel about doing this sort of work? It is stimulating. But do you like being stimulated like this? Yes. Mentally, it's um, it's a challenge adapting to a different style of technology. Hmm. And, um, well, humans are fascinating. They are. I've grown up, well, around them. Um, and I feel like I know them until I just don't. You know I, what I mean? No, my experience is the opposite. I don't know them until I do. Although I suppose using their terms, I could cheat. Because you read their minds? Yes, which is not accepted in the way that I'm used to. Yeah. It, humans don't, they don't like being touched in any sort of way unless you kind of get pre-approval, right? Consent. Have you ever noticed that they are so varied? Even in ways you wouldn't think they're varied. Well, I was speaking of nomadic variants, but yeah. That's one of them. But I'm thinking in like just the way they experience the world at time, the idea of time. Some of them get it and some of them just don't. Even the ones that aren't noetically inclined i see there are a rare rare few chin who have limited precognitive capabilities but those are quite rare so we tend to take a linear approach to time as well but also place less emphasis on it um, we have colonized all of our worlds without breaking the light barrier but you went out that's what's amazing about your folks is you leapt off your planet knowing that there's big bad stuff out there you still did it we had learned all we could at home um we sort of mastered our world and Got bored? Boredom is the most dangerous thing in the universe. That's true. Are you sure I can convince you to upgrade to the larger coil gun? I'd. Ooh. Could we? We could, but we would have to adapt the frame to account for the recoil. Although with the extra limbs, it should work. I think you've uh, you've convinced me without needing to convince me. I was I had already decided yesterday. I see. So this was you decided because we had had this conversation. Correct, and the conversation we're going to have Thursday coming. On that moment of uh, alien weirdness and co confusion. Uh, we will 
zoom back into the present uh, as you uh, as you uh, reach breach the surface once again uh, to uh, uh, come back up above the water. Uh, and I will definitely say that uh, you will have a hanging uh, hanging nine again uh, on operating or calibrating the vargs. Uh, but yeah, uh, so everyone is able to, like I said, heal up, get food, uh, get a little rest, um, uh, and uh, perhaps... There will be a brief verbal spat between <laughs> Raphael and Logan over coffee quality. Um... Uh, oh, very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but we will uh, fast forward a little bit uh, until everyone has uh, gotten themselves ready uh, to engage the bilocality uh, drive. Uh, and enter into colony space. Uh, once you uh, get, when, when your Vargs are all healed up uh, and they sort of um, raise up a little bit out of the, uh, the healing uh, matrix of the liquid, um, you all sort of, um, they raise up to about cockpit level and there's like stairs that lead down like to about knee length into the water. Uh, and you notice that all of your cockpits actually have some of this liquid inside of it. Um, and says, uh, uh, this is an enhancement that we've provided. Uh, it, it should provide a bulwark against quantum corruption, uh, which as far as we know, the entire system is gonna be bathed in it. Uh, so while you're in the bargs, you should have some degree of protection against uh, harm due to quantum corruption. Uh, you should be able to breathe the liquid normally. Uh, it might take a little bit of getting used to, uh, but it will sustain you and protect you. It's like breathing liquid oxygen when you go too deep. It's uh, unpleasant until your lungs are used to it. Uh, yes. Out of curiosity, is this the same Varg Logan piloted before he was in prison, or did they have to grow him a new one? No, they grew him a new one for this one. Duh. Oh. <laughs> um yeah no you yeah that that got decommissioned and reassigned uh and you had to have this one special um yeah so she, uh, indigo says uh you should probably all suit up we don't know what's going to happen when we flip the switch uh i mean we had that scare about uh you know there's been some infiltration of the project so they may be waiting for us so let's uh let's get ready uh before we get in um Jude, do you have a moment? I'll be brief. Of course. I need to do this before we mount. Um, I was sharp with you on the shuttle. Uh, I don't wish to excuse my behavior, but when I am bound to Quan's revenge, the animalistic urges can make me a bit of a dick. <laughs> I um, I appreciate it. Uh, I, it's already water under the bridge. We were all exhausted and several aberrants punched multiple of us in the face and or whatever passes for the face. It's fine. Uh, this mission is important and we all do need to work together. I'm Eon system has worked well in literally ever, every other uh, iteration that I've encountered it, uh, and I'm not uh, 
so big headed as to let that get in the way of a, a vital mission. So no, it's it's perfectly all right. We are we are well assembled, and I think we've got this. So no 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 worries. All right. Well, I, I will. I apologize. No need. Uh, I will follow your lead. I don't have experience leading a VARG team, just partisans primarily. So, depending on what we find, you may very well be the better field commander. Um, I, I'll be completely honest with you, and I'll, I'll kind of look pointedly over at the rest of the group and like lower my voice. I wish we had more intel going into this. We. I think we are as well equipped as we could be, but if shit hits the fan and we need to get word back, I want you to know that I, I'm going to be depending on you to be able to get back. If I'm breathing, I can get back. I don't. If it comes down to saving us or getting something vital back to Earth, Earth is more important. Humanity is more important. I agree. And you're right. Sorry. I <laughs> Farm boy. No, uh, I'm a farm boy. Just not from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you grow? Um, mostly soybeans and rice. We had hogs. We didn't do much livestock. We had synthetic meat. Yeah, I, I mean, what, what, what footprint were you even working with? Was it just hydroponics? No, we we had a few um, genetic samples, and they actually sent some. Uh, actual livestock, I guess, in cryostasis. I was born on Konsluki, so I wasn't there when they set it up. <laughs> but yes, uh, we had a lot of space, just didn't bring a lot with us. And there wasn't anything there to eat, naturally. That's funny, because in my mind, the colony is just, it's cramped. I, uh, uh, you know, I always envisioned tight corridors and, and, and crowded bunks, but uh, no, that's that's funny. Well, it's it's both. We have the archaeologies, which, for whatever reason, they were cramped. I guess it was design priority. But then, most of the planet was empty. So. It's a lot like Canada. <laughs> yeah, there's some nice parts. All right, well, let's rock and or roll. Let's do it. Um, yeah. yeah, as, as uh, the, 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 the VARs are getting ready, uh, the clear sentient pod is sort of wired into listeners, uh, the uh, laughs VARG itself. It says, you should be able to interface it uh, through your own VARG system. So uh, no need to climb in and out. So, uh, can I get touchy feely for a minute with uh, the my other Scion friends, Cesar, uh, friend Logan? 
Can you come over here? Oh, before we get in? Oh, sure. It'd be better. Oh. Um. Logan walks over, still holding another cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, every, everyone, by the way, has had the opportunity to change into like the mission uh, special design jumpsuit. Nice. Uh, that has like the the bio interface uh, 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 attachments on them. Our cool task force salvation logo. Yeah. In in passing, as Logan goes by, Raphael will just raise a cup of much better coffee towards him, <laughs> like a little salute. You're both savages. Drink tea. Not enough caffeine. Depends on the tea. Um, yeah, so you guys are getting together. Um, Indigo is also there with you. Uh, and uh, he, he says, did, did I intuit your intent? Did you want to sink? Yes, exactly. Uh, well, uh, we I do? can form a mind link uh, if that is uh, agreeable to everyone. <laughs> that might be tough, but sure. Um, uh, I'm not sure it's a good idea for us to stay synced. We're going to burn through our energy really fast that way. No, just for, I want to get a look ahead as much as possible. And doing it together makes us better. All right. I find this agreeable. Scott, one concern I have with uh, connecting telepathically using mm-hmm. mind link is... Uh, Laughs has telepathic resistance. Ah. Uh, so one of the issues for him, for them, is that they struggle with being able to make those sorts of connections, obviously. Um, right. Okay. So just yeah. Think. Uh, it's just like, uh, it's available. If you ever need to combine your abilities, we can make it happen on the fly. Um, uh, I understand part of the function of your, uh, your, your Varg. Uh, laughs is is a uh, is an enhancement to your ability to link up uh, as as human scions do. Uh, so yeah, that that it's available. Um, but yeah, you guys can take care of it. I'll stay out of it for the time being. But you know, I, I'll I'll be with you guys uh, probably within range for most time time. So if if we you need to do that, it's available and quick and easy. Cool. Uh, laughs is going to uh, wrap his. Uh, arms his arm their arms around uh cesar and logan's legs and uh, i think we are going to try to do whatever sort of looking forward we can do particularly with a second level of uh psycho psychocognition psychocognition yeah least resistance okay i want to be able to just if we're going to have, if something big is going to happen when we land, have a path forward through it. Okay. Uh, go ahead and uh, make that roll with any enhancements from, uh, well, I think, yeah, your enhancement that you would get from Logan would be on physical objects mm-hmm. and um, from uh, uh, Cesar. Um, it's like it's a area distance, of- yeah. Our, our band gets okay, all right, at yeah. least okay. one larger. noted. Okay, yeah. that that will the band will apply that the physical, um, physical objects won't apply for this one. Sure. Okay, so you're trying to provide information about the near future, you're using yep. the secondary effect. 
Yep, correct. Okay, yeah, go ahead and make that roll. Okay, uh, three successes and two enhancements, so should be five. Five. Mm. All right, let me just go home. Oh, okay. Uh, so, oh, so this this essentially gives you you're you're, you're setting the waypoint. You're setting yep. the save point. Gotcha. Exactly. Noted. Okay. Noted. Yep. Good. 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 Uh, so five minutes into the future. Uh, cool. All right. Yeah. So yeah, you guys are all able to get into your vargs. They activate. Uh, you know the the as as the cockpits close up, uh, they take on a little bit more of that fluid from the lake, uh, and you guys are encased in in uh, vitakinetic uh, psychic energy uh, made physical through uh, fluid. Uh, and your Vargs uh, start to power up and take off. Um, uh, the uh, uh, Indigo uh, goes over to the beacon, uh, and uh, you hear over your comms, all right, switching over, uh, unless anyone has any last minute. Anybody, everyone go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's fine. You can pee in your Varg. Um <laughs> Uh, It'll filter out anyway. Yeah, well, uh, and then he presses a an indentation on the device, and there is a those of you with psychic senses uh, sense a massive newetic shift as this section of the of the uh, of the planetoid gets newetically separated uh, from the rest of it, and uh, the sky kind of shifts and changes from uh, one set of stars with a with like a vague horizon of the photoconnect sun to utter void uh, of, of a star field. And the wave of quantum corruption, just ambient quantum corruption uh, starts to leak in from the sky as the, your psychic senses rebel against it. Buffered, uh, buffered against it is the liquid that is providing a bulwark. So there's no mechanical effect on you. Uh, and you are in two places of space and time at once, ready to launch into the Vega system. All right. Our mission is to reconnaissance. Uh, laughs, you've got point. Uh, everyone else, to the best of your ability, let's protect laughs. Yeah. Uh, Indigo gets into the shuttle, fires it up, um, uh, uh, basically gives a, 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 a up and down on who wants to be transported by the, by the telekinetic tether and who wants to be free of, this, of the shuttle. So who's getting picked up and who's going under their own power? Uh, I'll be escort under my, own, my Varg's own power. Escort under Varg's own power. I gotta I'm... get tethered, so I'll go with yeah, the Yeah, I need to get tethered. I have no flying. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna hang on. Okay. All right. So yeah, these three telekinetic tendrils uh, wrap around your vargs, and you all lift up into the sky, crossing the barrier into the Vega system proper. Um, you are, like I said, like as mentioned, you are at a point in space somewhere off of the elliptical of the system. There is a lot of empty space around you. Uh, off in the distance below you, you see the white the white star of Vega um, shining below, um, but you are not able to pick up anything on your visual sensors or your, your Varg sensors. It's a lot of empty nothing. Um, I turn on the radio. What? What's on the radio? I, no, I turn on the radio <laughs> Just, and scan through. Uh, yeah. There uh, is not a lot uh, in terms of like like you you scan the systems 
and you think you might hear like some beeps and borps that might be an encrypted signal uh, that it picks up, but there's nothing there. There's no college radio. And then eventually you hear the Hispanic channel. Yeah, you know. I was looking for Fox News, but uh, I guarantee you that there is a version of Fox News on the on the the Colony Homeworld, but it doesn't reach out this far. Um, yeah, so the uh, uh, pod uh, indicates that it is ready to begin calibration. So as a note for for the science nerds at home, um, uh, Vega, the star, uh, is uh, about twice as wide as the sun is. It's about twice as massive as the sun is. And it is 40 times as bright as the sun is. Um, it is, uh, it's actually so, um, it's ro rotating so quickly and it's so large that it's an oblate spheroid, it's squished uh, rather than uh, a perfect sphere. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a real, it's a real, it's a real monster up in the sky. I'm hearing sunglasses. Yeah. Oh yeah! As soon as we get in, all of our like our visuals probably all just like immediately polarize, like fucking in sunshine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. imagining are, uh, the inside of a welder's helmet. Yeah. Exactly. From what I've read, there's also they they expect they suspect that there's there's some degree of like like energy anomaly and like things that they that they're very high radiation output. Uh, yes, it's not a great star to be around. Uh, which you know, hey, maybe that's why the colony came here. Um, so yeah, so you guys are there, uh, and uh, the uh, pod says it is ready, ready to begin its calibration process. Uh, so if listener, you want to do a a psycho navigation role uh, in conjunction with its enhancement, you may do so. Yep, I will. I will do that. Are we still linked? Uh, that is a good question. I would like us still to I be. I think then we possible. all have to spend a sigh whenever you use a power, whenever, okay. whenever any of us uses a power. My question to Scott is technically we would have to be touching or can we touch and then separate? Oh, uh, and... no, you do have to say touching unless you have a telephone. Yeah, you do have to say touching unless you have yeah. a mind link. So, yeah, I would say your, your, your connection is severed. That's cool. Um, so I got two successes on this roll. Okay. Uh, and with the enhancement provided by the airs pod and the, the range, uh, you reach out your senses and um, you, you haven't encountered a lot of like quantum flux zones or, or, or anything like that. And unless you want to say that you have spent some time sensing that, that energy. Nope. So yeah, the first thing that you sense is just disruption on a scale that you've never experienced before of your psychic uh, senses. Uh, that, that black wall of time blindness makes total sense because this entire system is blanketed in a, a at the very least, a low-level quantum flux zone. Um, probably gets stronger as you get closer to active sources of corruption. Uh, but just the whole thing, whether that's a natural aspect of Vega, the star itself, or just the presence of multiple, multiple incredibly powerful aberrants, Who's to say? But the pod is powerful and is able to enhance your own senses. You push past that uh, and you begin to scan through the system. And it is very, very empty. Uh, which makes it a lot easier to, to detect the things that are here. 
there's not a lot of noise here in terms of like act like uh big planets uh you know you know the, it's not full of life like soul is like there's not presences everywhere uh, you detect three distinct signatures in as you're scanning through the uh, the what's here. Uh, the first and sort of paradoxically most obvious uh, is a giant hole in your perception. Um, a, a what you can only imagine is a planet-sized void inside. Uh, that is it's it's horrible to look at, but it's hard to look away from in its terror. Um, but your, your mind recoils away from it enough that you acknowledge that it's there, you know it, where it generally is in the solar system, um, and you wrench away from it, and almost your attention is drawn to another, another, another sensation, another large registered, uh, registered phenomena um, that is almost a bomb to look on because it is not disruptive. It is not screaming with the wrongness of its presence. There's a frequency that you can detect as quantum, but it is not, it is, it is intense rather than abrasive and wrong. But that frequency also is operating not in a perfect balance, but with a balance of a noetic source. There is something psi-active on a large scale in this system. Um, and that has had its own fascination. It is far away from the other black void, probably on a uh probably equidistant in terms of it's on one side of the of, of the orbit, and this is on the other side of the orbit. So they are however it came to be, these two sources are seem to be orbiting around Vega generally equidistant but as far away from each other as possible um uh and that's fascinating in its own regard the other thing you sense uh is um uh, another less intense uh void uh but still present um uh smaller um there's a lot of uh There's a lot of activity there, but not a lot of it screams um, with uh, either quantum or just or, or energetic. It seems to be a structure of some sort. You feel you sense it's not planetoid in its nature. There seems to be some sort of station that is also off of the elliptical, kind of hovering above Vega, kind of in a midpoint between these two other planetoids. Um, and that is what you sense as the the uh, pod begins to calibrate and acclimate itself to this system and reset its internal parameters. So I will leave you to describe that to the party. Okay, so we've got an Oreo situation here, guys. We've got a big source of big, bad quantum corruption. We've got a big source of psi. I don't know what's going on with that. And then we've got this orbiting station. Three Stooges. I don't know what. I don't know where to go. Sorry, did you say that you were detecting a psi source in system? Yeah. That was unexpected. Um, 
equidistant uh, objects around the sun, around Vega, that big squishy thing in the sky. Are they planets? I wouldn't call them that. I don't know. Are there planets in the system? <laughs> Scott? Uh, there appear like... Um... Your sensors don't reach out that far from where you are right now. Um, space is big, guys. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, your current sensors do not like this. This pod was was your reconnaissance of of, of the sense. You would have to get closer to the orbital plane to kind of be able to detect that. You don't like. Uh, if anyone wants to do a science roll, uh, assisted by a, a, a like a mini comp or something. To try and like get some astrogation, like read read uh, from from like visual sensors, uh, they can do that to try and detect the presence of of planetoids in the system. Well, if we have a probe of some sort, I can get it a lot closer, and then get get back. I'll try that science rule. Why not? Sure. Uh... The only rules I've made so far have been in combat, so I might need you to walk me through this a tiny bit. Okay, so you get you take your science skill, mm -hmm. uh, and then you pair it with an attribute, which you can sell me on any of them, uh, and then roll see. them as a pool. Yeah. Okay. And if you uh, have any um, enhancement that might, uh, sources of enhancement could be yeah. equipment, uh, yeah. like uh, a mini comp or anything that's on board your VARG that might be able to contribute. Yeah, um, I would say or... that you guys all have um, the equivalent of like, um, you guys would have the equivalent of a mini comp, so you could take a two enhancement on this roll, um, just generally. We'll 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 detail that out later if it comes more. Than that. And uh, as a reminder, we do have a refreshed pool of momentum. Yes, you do as well. Um, our tracking sheet shows currently we have got five kind of five dots of momentum that anyone can use. For a variety of things, including adding dice to your uh, pool. Okay. Um, okay, so let me try to get the roll. Sorry, I'm just using a. No need dice. to apologize. This is what happens when you're not very familiar with the system. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, and remember, you're looking for eights and above. Eights and above. On. Oh, okay. Can I make a case? Mm. Could I make a case for always connected uh, assisting me in this at all? Is that um, a specialty? No, that's a that's a gift. Um, mm, yeah, I will say that you can essentially use like you can you can fire up your the Varg's uh, thing, and yeah. if you're what what that will help you find is like sources of transmissions. Got it. Um, which. Which will help, help you refine things, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Dice don't hate me today, please. More to do. I, of course, can't find my dice right now and tens are re-rolled yeah they explode cool. 
Well, that's a lot of successes. Um, that is a whopping six successes before any enhancements. Cool. All right. So you set your your your, your onboard mini comp to analyze the stu- the uh, the stellar field, uh, pick up on uh, like close objects, do some quick analysis of it. Um, and as far as planets in the system, uh, there is a gas giant uh, on the edge of the system, uh, which you know any any planet that wants to harbor life at any point needs needs one of those. Yeah. Um, uh, and there are two planetoids that you can detect from here. And it, it, like the, 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 the system has to actually have to spend a little time like reconciling some things yeah. because this is a very odd scenario where you have two planets roughly the same distance from the sun. So essentially kind of on the same orbital plane, but literally like it's an Earth 2 scenario where there, there is like a, 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 a plan- yeah, there's a counter Earth scenario where you have one planetoid on one end of it on the other and they, they are operating like so that they are constantly as far away from one as each other as possible. Um, like your, your system like chugs through a couple of systems like this is an artificial official scenario. This, this does not occur naturally. There, the math doesn't work out here. Um, but it does confirm that that is exactly what's happening. Uh, and your, um, uh, your uh, always connected does detect a strong signal source from the, the spot where um, laughs indicated was some sort of station, mm-hmm. uh, which you do have a, have a low kind of like ping level connection to with your Varg systems. Right. Um, then that information is, is immediately getting relayed. Um, all of that ending with the fact, and I do actually have some degree of connectivity to the station. Oh. It, it's this, so there is a station. Yes, it is a station. Kind of and think that's will, where we should go. I will also just set markers for the two planet to, uh, planetoids if I if I am able to. Yeah, you're able to set markers. Um, like it, it corresponds, like the, 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 the pod itself has like recording systems and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you like the, all of that data merges and then disseminates out to your all systems. Perfect. So you have a map. Everyone has a basic map of what's going on in this system. Exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah. Like, so where is the psychic emanation coming from? The, the station, quote unquote? No, it is not coming from the station. It is coming from one of the planetoids. Okay. Um, and which, these are gas giants or other planetoids? These are based off where they are, rocky planetoids, you know, uh, uh, closer, clo- closer to the system, to the core of the system, but farther away from Earth, because as mentioned, Vega is very bright. So if there's life on either of those, it would put them in Vega's Goldilocks zone. Mm-hmm. Laughs. You can't narrow down a species for that, can you? I could try if you want to get close to me. And well, actually, sorry. Before I run down this path of in-character thought, Scott, do we know what happened to the teleporters yet at this point in the timeline? 
Yes, you. It is not. It is. It is common knowledge that they were kidnapped by the by the chromatics, though by means that are not. If your higher ups know more details about that, they're not sharing them. Right, but this we couldn't have. I couldn't have just accidentally found them. No, no, no. Right. You don't. You 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 know generally what where they were and what happened to them. Right. Actually, I should have known that out of character, but yeah. Uh, so it's. Does the colony usually take people? Um, yes, and it's assumed nothing good ever happens to them. Like there, there have been like the colony. The colony itself has only shown itself once uh, in the in the in the uh, the second aberrant war when it attacked the um, the jump ship station. Uh, but the forces of the colony have been known to to kidnap people uh, and uh, abscond with them back to the help that they come from. Okay. Um, I ask Abuelita, which is my SI, mm -hmm. if there's a record of missing in action scions. Um, it scans and it says... Um, Uh, it sort of scans, reconciles uh, with the data from the airs pod. Uh, not that not that would account for that strong of a size source. Do you think possibly it's our new psionic friends who made our planet? Why would they be in the system? Seems like it'd be very painful for them. Why do you think they would suddenly want an alliance with us, though? Because humanity is awesome. No, we're not. Normally, I'm all for contemplating that kind of dark and terrible truth. But if the planetoid that is our only home base is... A, 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 a Trojan horse and we are being duped by duplicitous aliens, then we are well and proper fucked. And it kind of doesn't matter. So I'm inclined I, to agree. I'm all for investigating the psionic signal uh, before we do anything else. It, if there are going to be allies in system, unlikely as that might be, that's probably the best place to at least start looking. But I'm I'm willing to, to hear other ideas. That's not our mission. It you, is not, sir. Why did you just say what I was going to say? Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> you can do that. But I would argue that it could, that finding allies could allow us to better accomplish our mission. If they've been here a There's while, also they no have chance that they're allies. It also puts us honestly at risk of outing our presence here. I'm just saying reaching out to that kind of gives me uh what's that movie line uh i've got a bad feeling about this your grasp of pop culture is impressive i know that one i'm an option has has presented itself to us that was not originally present this is going to the success of this mission is going to take operational flexibility if I may, I would suggest that we 
reorient ourselves to approach from that direction so that we might hide maybe behind the size signal at the very least station out here too we're getting some signal from that that's where i think we should go it's kind of like a middle ground it uh doesn't have overwhelming force of one form or another on a diametric pole of beginning and ends uh but that's just me it's also the place most likely to have massive weapons batteries that is also true it's also somewhere that we cannot sneak up on it's much easier to approach any sort of civilization or or settlement in the dark but a station doesn't have a planet to hide behind so if your worry Raphael, is exposing us then approaching a station is going to very much set off proximity alarms that's not entirely necessarily true particularly not if i can actually get my get myself into those systems and ensure that we read as friendlies to it well depending on how well laughs can see i could put us literally on the station See what you can do. Is this the plan? It sounds like it. Uh, I, I I also suggest that, you know, Raphael does his thing because... Yeah. I feel as though some reconnaissance before we go in is yeah. definitely the correct route. That way we might be able to establish whether they are more inclined to be friend or foe. I would hate for us to just teleport into the middle of an enemy stronghold. Well, by onto the station, I meant like on the outside. That's probably the last place they would expect us to show. But actually, that reconnaissance, the digital reconnaissance may be the best. Yeah. Unless it corrupts your system and you try to kill us all. But that's probably not going to happen. Probably not. How close would you need to get, uh, Raphael, in order to have a more useful signal? I have a low latency ping right now. I would need to get... Um, I will say that in, in order to have any success at getting in, uh, you will need to, um, uh, in, distance is fun in this system. Um, I, I will say that you are uh, even beyond extreme range, which is kind of the, the there's just a no-go uh, the way the system is. So you will need to get within extreme range uh, of the, of the, of the, the uh, thing, which it would be, uh, you need to get closer, essentially. You need to get closer yeah. from where you are now uh, which will take several hours of flight uh, getting close there to in order for your systems to actually like be able to form a proper connection. Give me one moment or 10 minutes, maybe. Okay. I'm going to try and open a very small portal much closer. I don't care if he has to stick a little antenna through it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, so you're, you're, you're essentially oh forming a portal. Uh, okay. Yes, a um, very small one. Very small one. All right. Uh, go ahead and make that roll. Um, 
you are going to be at a plus one difficulty uh, just for the ambient quantum uh, interference. Okay, so it will be Psi and Transportal, which is my worst mode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's at three, so it's plus two difficulty. But because I have upward focus, I get plus two enhancement. All right. Um, so that sort of cancels itself out. <laughs> May I use momentum? Sure. Seems like a good use of it. Yes. I'm going to use the three momentum to get us an experience. Hmm. And open up Onyx Dice. Just as a flavor note, the coffee mug is in the cockpit with <laughs> it is just sitting on like a dashboard or something. It's floating. Do you have a little sippy cup now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it doesn't have any coffee in it. He finished that right before he like actually got in. But the yeah, mug yeah. is just like every once in a while floating by in the liquid. <laughs> nice. I like it. Gotta get your kick somehow. <laughs> uh, two net successes. Okay, two net successes. Uh, you are able to take some time, form a portal in space, uh, through which I'm assuming you're allowing uh, EM radiation and, and like that, uh, and that sort of signal connection to come through. Um, actually, I was not joking about the idea of just putting the antenna through there. <laughs> okay, that's cool as well. It would be less yeah. intrusive. Indeed. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you're able to get up this, this sort of... What does your portal look like, by the way? Um, this one is going to be uh, just a small ripple. Um, nothing... I'm not letting light pass through it to either side. Just basically, it looks like one of those Looney Tunes black holes that they can throw on something uh which it's very disturbing probably where you see it just hanging in space around us out in deep space you might not even see it but here there's just a black sphere in or not sphere but perfect circle so okay so i'm assuming Raphael, you uh you stick your your uh antenna uh, yes. bay through it Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, you stick your head because uh, we'll say yeah, it's it's on the yeah. head, so that you peek your head through, yep. uh, and uh, your uh, electronic systems, your signal systems, uh, you know, the signal gets picked up, the signal strength goes up pretty high, uh, and you are able to get a more visual look at what this place is, uh, and it is a pretty massive uh, installation um, that. It appears from just first approximation, only a small percentage of it appears to be active. Um, uh, but it has like multiple, like uh, large spanning arms going out. Uh, and there's about half a dozen, it looks like derelict or halfway through completion space vessels uh, connected to this this thing. It looks like a shipyard. Um uh, and your uh, electronic systems are beginning to calibrate uh, and start to form a basic connection to the to to whatever broadcast in input output system there is. Uh, and before we start delving into that, we are going to take a quick break.
Uh, so yes, yeah, so you uh, peeked your head through. You see this massive, what looks like non-functioning shipyard uh, f- facility mm-hmm. um, uh, hovering above the elliptical of Vega. Uh, and you have a signal connection through your electronic warfare systems. What oh, would boy. you like to do? Um, for starters, I would love to see if I can actually hit their uh, get into their communications network all right well that is going to be a hacking attempt uh so please give me an enigmas roll sure thing honey let go of my and i know you i know you have access to the deep system scan gift uh but this is most certainly a powered a a inspired system yeah Uh, so it will provide you the benefit that it gives you for that but it does not automatically work okay and that that completely is uh Makes sense to me. I also have to do, because I'm sort of done. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to do that yet. I'm just going to try to try to do it without using a specialty yet, because I don't want to spend the momentum just, just right now. Okay, here we go. Um, so on this sheet, sorry, I assume I can still use intellect for this. Yes, absolutely. You can. Okay. Um, back where we are, uh, with the shuttle, um, mm-hmm. are we moving or are we like floating still in relation to like the star uh, yeah, and everything? Yeah, you are floating still. Um, uh, you know, you, you guys did not, you did not do a hard burn, uh, to get okay. out of here. Uh, there is like much like, uh, uh, Cesar's portal. There is kind of a ripple behind you, uh, that indicates the barrier, um, and like that, that point in space is noted um, uh, on your systems. Uh, there is uh, probably behind that ripple, which you can guys can detect a, a biotech kind of shell that is, is uh, the, the other part of the entangled beacon, um, uh, which, can, which has, has like a high, a high grade thruster in itself. So it is, it itself is maneuverable, but it has stabilized at a point. So I'm going to do a, uh, essentially an orbital air patrol of just like, okay. just I'm going around the 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 portal and the shuttle as they currently are, just to make sure that I have a, a an awareness of the local area of space. Cool. All right, and I see that you have some successes there. I'm just yep. looking over what deep system scan would give you. Everything. <laughs> I understand what you're doing a rule of cool there but is it really necessary to do that in space eh. all right yeah so um uh yeah you um uh are able to bypass the complication uh and uh get into that uh system uh it doesn't seem to be actually a, a very well guarded system mm-hmm. in terms of like how how uh, electronically protected it is, uh, but you're able, able able to gain access to it. 
Okay. Uh, and uh, what you sort of the surface level of like activity you get, uh, there's a lot of like comms traffic, um, a lot of uh, sort of uh, like system readiness uh, uh, alerts. Um, basically what you can tell is that this system is kind of a comms relay Mm -hmm. um both like in system uh as well as there you are getting some signals from um uh sources that seem to be emanating from outside of the system okay uh, so it's communicating both in system and out of system um uh although you know the dynamics of light speed is is um it's a variable. little confusing because they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, a systems relay that makes sense. But then you remember that these things can break the laws of physics. Yeah. Uh, so it may be having instantaneous com communications throughout uh, through a, to another system. Okay. Um, at least there's one like you get like one other system that it seems to be communicating with on a regular basis, uh, just in the short time that you're 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 picking up the the service level scans. Okay. Um, uh, how how would you like to dig deeper? Like what what sort of information would you like to try and gain access from what you have? Um, and I'm assuming that other people can like now that you have a connection there, other people can start like piggybacking off of it. Oh, yeah. So if anyone else has a suggestion about what how, where you can go digging uh, to try and find information out, feel free to throw it up there. Do they have a chain for hot dogs or gonna, chili dogs? I'm not searching for chili dog information on this system, I swear. Um, It'd be tactically appropriate. <laughs> um, actually, is there any information on uh, patrols locally? Uh yeah, I will say you're able to uh, look up some basic information like uh, yeah, this system, this is not like, from what you can tell, this is not a, there's not a lot of people here, mm -hmm. uh, but there is a, a regular check-in from a, a series of patrols of things that come, uh, they, they talk about uh, patrols coming to and from Vega Prime. Okay. Um, uh, and yeah, there is patrol data that indicates this place is regularly patrolled. Okay. So it's not like an active hub of activity, but mm -hmm. it gets checked on regularly. Okay. So that information obviously getting relayed immediately. What is um, this place, Raphael? It seems to be largely a communications relay and hub. Uh, information comes in and out of here from both in-system and um, external systems. Uh, I can't tell you how far because aberrant bullshit, what are physics even? Um, so it appears to be aberrant communications. I would assume so. It's Please not, built by you them. know what they say about assumptions. Well, it's not our communications. What language is it? Are they using in human language at all? Um, it is actually primarily Chinese. It's oh. largely Chinese. 
I speak a little Chinese. I'm not terrible. I, I mean, your systems auto translate that shit anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, well, as you're like digging into like some of the columns, logs, and whatnot, it seems to be a dialect of Chinese, like not like what it's kind of what you expect for you know a, a cup uh, almost a hundred ish years of separation from humanity, um, you know, dr- linguistic drift. Question: How much does it look like the systems used on the colony ship that was launched? to Konslugi in the 2050s. Uh, you look over that data. Um, there doesn't, there, it does not seem to be a similar base. Like uh, the, the similarity is that it's, it's, it's primarily Chinese. And uh, from but, yeah, similar time, but. Yeah, from a similar time, but it's not operating off like, you know, you don't recognize Ligaean like protocol or anything like that. Raphael can see this station, right? Yeah, he poked his head out. Mm-hmm. Does the actual physical station have any kind of identifying markers on it? Because usually they do. It says V'ger. <laughs> well, not um, just V'ger, but you know, not just features, but um, usually they'll have some kind of you know station blah or you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, you can look through the records, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, actually give me another Enigma's role to find that because sure you're not, you're not detecting any, like, it, it doesn't have like an obvious, like ID stamp, uh, on, on its comms, uh, and there's like visually searching it. It doesn't look like there's a- anything like that. One second. I got to re-roll three. Yes. I just got three tens. Glad somebody is. Oh, and Scott, just a note: I actually only had one net success because four dot power, not okay. eight. It, that, it's that, still enough. That would, in fact, be seven successes now. Okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> really good at certain things, guys. <laughs> um, uh, luckily, that is enough to overcome the three point complication. Uh, that I'm assuming you'd like to buy off of interest yes. being being detected. Yes, definitely. I, I would very much like that. Um, but that is also enough uh, to get uh, beat the difficulty uh, and give you a core clue and one additional clue. Uh, the core clue of which is that whatever station this this it's it's very odd when you try to investigate this because. In its current use, they don't refer to it as anything other than like a numerical de- designation. Um, but you're able to um, uh, uh, dig through some old records until until you find like a name for this place, um, uh, and its name uh, is um, uh, the Daedalus Crash. Like that's what it used to be called, and then it stopped being called that. And they have Got this it. like this very bland, basic numerical designation. Oh, is, was the entire word in Chinese or English, or rather, I guess Greek for Daedalus, or was uh, it just Daedalus in English? Daedalus was in English, 
Um, actually, no, the whole thing was in English. Okay. So like when it when it indicates its name, it says Daedalus Crash in English. That feels weird. I mean, I don't, I don't know think, why. I don't think that there's any necessarily stand-ins for the the name Daedalus in Chinese, but I would assume Crash is a word. Well, yeah, but why would they use some? European. Anyone would like to roll a very hard culture roll. I will. Uh, I, I will offer that up. No hands. <laughs> I would like laughs to make <laughs> one. I, I would. Um, hmm. Would only make a case for humanities. You could. Uh, I would also recommend uh, that if anyone wants to get the potential mechanical benefit of a reverie, uh, that might be, be uh, an appropriate thing. Hmm. Well, would would nah, okay. Sorry, I'm just trying to make, I'm trying to see if there's anything else I can, I can throw in. <clears throat> Right. So who wants to make it, and who and, and do we want to activate a reverie to to enhance it? I would say humanities would also apply, although that may color the information. Right. Um. Oh, sorry. No. Go ahead. I was going to say the mechanical benefit. If it's is it enhancement or is it nine again? Uh, it would either it would be nine again. Um, uh, Target number lowered or both, depending on my whim. Okay, well, I just made sure it wasn't enhancement because I have no dots in culture. <laughs> but I was thinking about using my colonist path um, to possibly, you know, if this is what I assume it's related to. I mean, there's some out-of-play knowledge that can be applied here, but uh, yeah, so who, who wants to try and figure this out? But I will let somebody who has these skills try and use them. I have culture. Does anyone else actually have culture? I have a dot, I but I will. I think wow. you probably have okay. more. No, 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 that'll be me. All right. So, <clears throat> and um, uh, I'll do a reverie. Um, okay. hmm. The one that I think is most um, uh, applicable would be my uh, contact for my legions path. Uh, one Lieutenant Jirgadai Altun, uh, the Clearsintian military historian. Excellent. Okay. So uh, as you guys are collating this information that Raphael is feeding you from uh, his scan system scan uh, and that, that, that word Daedalus crash pops up, uh, um, Jude, you start to sort of rack your brains because you think, you think you might have remembered something about it. And we whoosh back into the past uh, and please set this scene for us, Nigel. So this is a night of celebration um uh jude and uh his best friend in the in the academy um sorry not the academy his best friend in the in the in the legions, legions officer school um officer candidate school thank you um uh is one uh lieutenant uh now lieutenant jirgadai altun uh he is a mongolian man um and they are celebrating uh, at their favorite dive bar, 
somewhere uh, in um, where are the legions? Uh, Australia. In, yeah, so probably like a dive bar in, in Adelaide, <clears throat> I'll say. Um, and the 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 established canon of this moment is that there is going to be a bar brawl, uh, but we are out celebrating uh, both of us graduating and receiving our commissions. Um, who is the person playing Lieutenant Jergadai? I am. All right. So um, we are. We see a a seedy, an appropriately seedy, somewhat futuristic dive bar in Adelaide, Australia, uh, where two young men in their dress uniforms are um, are comedically polishing one another's uh, uh, pips uh, as they drink a copious amount of alcohol. Jergadai specifically is the man who taught Jude how to drink. <laughs> The first thing we've got to do, uh, um, uh, vodka, vodka is next on the list. Has to be next on the list. Why aren't we going alphabetically? We should be going alphabetically. That way, we can do a checklist to make sure it all gets done. We're going around the world, uh, country to country. See, we 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 started in America with bourbon. Oh. And then with your shit. And then we went to gin, which was even worse because of uh, England. And now we are in Russia with vodka. Okay. Just we'll, I mean, I don't mind it. It's just, uh, okay, fine. No, we'll do it. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Hey. Um, Barkeep comes over. What can I get you? Vodka on the rocks. Doubles. Make it two, please. Uh, coming right up. Yeah, make uh, it four. We need to have a line. Uh, there's the clacking of billiards uh, from the, the the next section of the bar over uh, as a as a uh, game is being played. So, like, <clears throat> what is the point of a clairsentient military historian? Like, you already know everything, so you already know everything again. Like, what's <laughs> what's the reason? Why do you care? Why he, why don't, why aren't you doing something else? Like. Why aren't you an engineer? Why aren't you a scout? Why, what? I wouldn't have to be good at math for any of those things. Uh, the key is if you understand how things have been and then when things are, oh, my head hurts. Um, you've got to know the past to know the future. All right, but like, <clears throat> but you look into the future. You already know the future. Yeah. The future is just knowing the future, right? That's what clear seeing. It's a uh, uh, everything is possibilities, buddy. There's just a chance that things will be the way we expect them to be. Because it's like when you two shots of vodka come to the table, you know what you're going to do with them. What if someone comes by and he takes it and he tosses it over his shoulder and does that and it sprays in someone's face? Yeah. Motherfucker! <laughs> uh, hey! Uh, um, what? Uh, some some local comes up and says, you threw that drink in my face! And he like, puts his hand on, uh, on uh, the uh, Altoon's shoulder. Yeah, so I did. Maybe you shouldn't have your face there. 
Uh, okay, no, no, whoa. I'm sorry. We we're having a philosophical discussion. We can um... philosophical this, and he throws a punch in your face. <clears throat> it, it goes like um, Guy Ritchie style slow mo as Jude's face just, and then it's off to uh, to to an honest to god barroom fight. Yeah, these people are, uh, you know, locals. Um, uh, as soon as the, the fists start flying, two other legionnaires uh, come up from their drinks, uh, and it is a barroom blast as uh, the bar gets out of control quickly. Um, and as the din of, of fists flying back and forth and the insults uh, starts to fade out, we return to floating in space. And I'm assuming you would like to make a culture roll. I will give you the choice of nine again or lowered target number. Lowered target number. For sure. So I'm going to be doing... Um, uh, I'd like to do, for flavor reasons, composure culture. Okay. Just, this is a very tense situation. Mechanically, it's the same number of dots. Okay. I'm, I'm just trying to sort of keep my cool and remember what I can from, from all of my, my training. Now understanding that the reason why you would want to be a clairsentient is because you could more easily recall what actually happened rather than a fallible human brain. Um, so uh, three for that, three for culture. So six dice. Okay, come on buddy. Oh my God. Um, so target number was lowered. Two, three, four, five, six. Um, I got three successes. One of them is a 10. Roll that bean footage. Four successes. So yeah, you're, you're thinking back. You're thinking back to other conversations uh, with... Uh, with Jirgadai. Uh, uh, uh Talking about like, you know, uh, you know, the history of, of human advancement, uh, you know, how things don't end. You remember a conversation with him about something called the Daedalus League, uh, which was a Nova Age faction that was all about human expansion into space, uh, building spaceships, going out. And as you're looking at this, this image through Raphael's thing of a, of a derelict space yard, you make that connection of maybe this didn't start off as a colony controlled system uh, i'll uh, like the comms are already open and you just you all hear me go like shit uh that was uh, that was an old nova program of space exploration like nova era space exploration holy shit this has been out here for hundreds of years that would explain the state of things. It was it was a legacy system. They, they already knew it was here. But what if they didn't? There's only so many stars that you can get to reasonably close to Earth, so it, it could be that well, they randomly I mean, got was... here, but... What if they were part of the League? That's how Colony knew this was here? be we don't have a solid idea on who they were or even if they were from earth as far as i'm aware if someone knows it's not me how 
this thing is big and it's old. Are there gaps in any of its network of sensors that we could hide somewhere within its vicinity? Like physically on or inside of any of its derelict components? I mean, it's I'm big. sure it is pretty damn big and it's not regularly patrolled. Let me see what I can do about the sensors and let me see if I can figure out how to tag us as friendlies. Uh, all right, that is going to be um uh you're you're pretty deep in the system you've got pretty good access to it um but you're gonna have to interface with some of the hardware so that will be a technology role and it it's it's old technology it, mm -hmm. that is somewhere down deep in its base layers however that helps or hinders Raphael. yeah okay Probably wasn't made by somebody who is orders of magnitude smarter than us. Lowest bidder. Um, actually, for this, since I am trying to get into these systems, would people? Uh, oh no, never mind. This is that would not apply to that. Never mind. Let's let's do this thing. I read my own stuff and realized that what I was hoping would apply definitely won't apply. Because this is definitely not a mundane system. Nope. <laughs> and I'm sorry to the audience watching, I have a very needy cat. Dog. Uh, as, as I've stated before on many in previous stream, cats can do whatever they want on Simulacra streams, so it's okay. Yep. He's just, uh, he is very needy today. <laughs> no more. Okay, here we go. Okay, so that is three successes plus a 10. I'm rerolling the 10. That's another 10. Nice. Uh, that is a total of five then. So yeah, you get into the systems. Um, uh, so I will say there is a complication on this roll. Uh, it is a uh, two dot complication, uh, which is uh, means you, are, you, will, you will be detected in some way uh, if you do not buy it off. Um, okay. uh, but it is also a uh, three difficulty roll to do so. Uh, so you will have to choose between um, success with being detected somewhat mm -hmm. or um, just uh, flying under the radar of what's, what's, what's trying to detect you, uh, but having to make another roll to achieve your goal. I will fly under the radar and make another roll. Okay. Uh, you are beginning to detect some calm traffic uh, mm -hmm. and you're, um, uh, that indicates an approaching patrol. Um, okay. uh, and you're able to back out of whatever systems uh, are going to detect uh, your progress uh, okay. just in time. Uh, but yeah, you'll have to move in careful. And yeah, you, you are aware someone is approaching this space and is accessing the same systems you are. Okay. 
So hold that thought. We've uh, I've got company briefly. We've got what? I have company. One moment. Um, so does that mean I need to actually back out of the portal then, Scott? Or um, just the I will say that yeah, if if you want to continue uh, accessing these systems, there will probably mm -hmm. be a bigger complication next time. Uh, but yeah, you you won't be able to access the systems without being through the portal. Um, but okay. you have it like you can you're still maintaining your connection. Uh, but the chance of discovery is is ramping up. Okay. It, it's more that I was asking if I needed to just back out of the systems or if there is like physically a patrol approaching where the portal itself is. Uh, there is a patrol approaching the station. Got it. Okay. Um, just we have an incoming patrol to the station. I'm, I'm not sure if I could pull this off right now without risking being detected. Stealth matters when I yeah, say we stealth contact. Our biggest ally. When you right. say what do you mean? Uh, what the information you have is someone, basically the, the, the sensors that you are detecting are picking up friendlies approaching the area mm. and there are call responses happening between whatever is approaching the system and the, the, the station. Mm -hmm. There are actual there there are actual individuals approaching the station. There are they are tagged as friendlies in the FOF systems, and but are whoever they is on board the system is on board the station is responding. Okay, I, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, do we know if they're in a spaceship or they're you know not? I don't think it matters. I think we need to cut contact right now. I just, I just want to know if we're fighting people who, right now, who survive in the void, under their own power. Um, well, last time. So while you guys are having this conversation, uh, you detect uh, through the systems a, uh, a a a spark of energy that uh, expels you and and severs your connection. Shit. Um, uh, and there is a a blanket of light that comes through the area that you guys can see through the portal uh, that uh, pings like it, it it pings and reflects off of your Varg systems uh, as something is lighting up the area. Scott, can I have been pre warned about this based on previous roles? Or is it too? It is far too long. It is far it. more than five minutes. Yeah. I will say. I, you know, I, I get it. It was it was a it was a smart thing to do, but you're you're well past the the time limit there. Also, just just to point out how bad this is, light wasn't supposed to be able to go through the portal. Yeah, there yeah. there is light, and like you like your senses detect like whatever this light is, it is like burning through like the psychic defenses th that you've established through it um so yeah you whatever is happening there's something is is shining through the portal um i am darting back doing. darting back so that it can be closed am i able to close it um give me a give me a psi roll to uh see how quickly you can do that or psi, psi uh transportal roll all right i'm going to say this is going to be a contested roll 
So I botched. Okay. So what happens next uh, is um, sort of that, that light sort of narrows uh, if, as you are attempting to close the portal. Uh, and there is a pulse of energy that comes in uh, and a um, uh, in pretty much right next in you guys' like range of engagement, uh, there is suddenly a large floating violet green disc upon which are standing three figures. Uh, and we are rolling initiative. Oh no. Oh boy. <laughs> This, this apocalypse. Oh, don't go to the po- to the to the other planetoid. You might get seen. <laughs> uh, I there, tried. Uh, there is a tall central figure uh, that is encased in what looks like uh, armor made out of like clear, clear transparent glass, uh, and their body is um, uh, sort of rainbow chromatic, but like intense, like violent. Uh, shades of the the rainbow colors. Um, uh, there is the sort of uh, multi-segmented uh, pill bug kind of shaped being uh, that is coiled around uh, with a disturbingly humanoid but still kind of buggy face. Um, and uh, there is a being that is uh, made out of translucent energy uh, that has these long uh, whippy tendrils for arms. Uh, initiative roll is going to be the lower of your dex uh, plus empathy or your cunning plus athletics. So let me know when you have your total successes. Negative one. Oh boy, we'll just say that's a zero. Uh, Nigel, you have three. And don't forget, for anyone who happens to have the edge hair trigger reflexes, you get one advantage on initiative rolls. If you roll successes. Well, yes, that's how advan- that, that, that's uh, how enhancement always works. It right, only gosh, applies uh, if you roll at least one success. I was just Tenigans. lamenting my, my second Tenigans, Tenigans Tenigans occur on yes. initiative rolls. Yes, they do. Perfect. Scott, what is your rule on failing and botching initiative and momentum? Um, uh, I will say that, yeah, it bot- botches are botches. Um, I will say it counts as a failure because mechanically it just it just sets you at zero. Um, so it will gain you a momentum. Okay. It is three successes plus, uh, I believe I do have hair trigger reflexes. So that would be four for initiative. Okay. And what about Logan? Oh, I put it in the chat, but I got a two. Two? Okay, cool. I had to double check what Danger Sense did real quick. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Okay. I have an initiative roster. Um, uh, uh, we are going to start with an aberrant turn. Um, the uh, whippy armed looking uh, thing uh, is going to uh, uh, coalesce something around their the edge of their tendrils and whip it towards hold on let me do a roll here real quick uh 
uh, is going to whip it towards Nigel, uh, Jude's character. So please roll your defense, please. Um. Defense is going to be one of your resilience attributes. Yes. Uh, I will do composure. Okay. Uh, failure. No, no successes. Okay, so you have your base defense of one. Two. Um, two. Okay, that's right. Yeah, you have that thing. Um, okay, so, all right, it is going to do a whippy roll at you. Um, I will let the scions in the group know uh, that the highest level corruption entity that you are dealing with is corruption five. Uh, so. Oh, wait, no, I do have my other thing. I, my defense is three. Okay, defense is three, good. Um, all right, so I'm going to do me, so, me a roll here. Make sure that I've got the right success level. Stolas is deeply concerned for you. No. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is going to be operating on power scale three. Uh, so it's going to be a plus one scale to you. Okay. Since you have durability scale two. Um, uh, it's going off of four enhancements. So five total successes. Uh, what is your soft armor? Uh, the Varg's soft armor. Yeah. Is two. Two. Okay. Uh, so it does have enough successes to damage you. Uh, it literally like like coalesces like some uh, from from nothing sort of a physical like glowing boulder thing that it whips at you and it impacts your uh, your Varg's chest. Uh, now I have a player turn. Uh, how much damage does it deal? Uh, it deals it just one one level of damage. Okay, that comes off my heart. Yeah. Um. If no one else is going to steal it, I would like to go ahead and take that first turn because I I imagine along with with Jude Logan was kind of like keeping an eye out and making sure that like no one snuck up on them while they were trying to hack into the station. Um, and, and he's for the ahead. sake of tacticality, are the are is everyone now on our side of the portal? Yes, everything is on your side of the portal. Uh, I would you. say that eventually, yeah, that the portal itself fizzled out as a result okay. of like the transmission beam. Okay, thank you. So since I cannot self-propel in space, do I just have to have this, the, the telekinetic vine? Yeah, you, you, can a, you can ask for a, for a telekinetic assist to be flung, uh, okay. which um, you know, has its own consequences. Oh yeah, bad things can happen, guys. But um... well, I mean, from where you are right now, you're attached. You're telekinetically attached to the side of the shuttle. I'm assuming you can just do most of your. You've, if you've got ranged attacks, you can just yeah. use they, them. The 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 disc with the things on it is at medium range from you guys. I will say. Oh, then yeah, it's in range of my smart missile launcher. Um... I I was assuming it was a little bit further out than that. Okay. No, they're up in I, your they're 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 relatively up in your grill. Okay. <laughs> oh my my grill. You don't say. Oh dare, get away from my grill. <laughs> uh now is it aim or pilot for Varg weapon? My brain is a little fuzzy today. It can be either, I believe. Either? Okay. So uh yeah, he 
Logan's, you know, these wings that don't actually fly um, <laughs> on the giant praying mantis looking thing spread out and all of these little bee things start flying at them as I fire a smart missile launcher. Uh, uh, which, uh, are, which one are you attacking? I am attacking the platform that they are standing on. <laughs> Noted. Hoping that they cannot self-propel and by doing that, they will now be floating stationary targets. Okay. It also has area of it does have area of effect, I believe. So I think if I just get close to them, I would still potentially damage them. Um, yeah, it has massive explosion. Okay. Uh, noted. So I believe that means they may need to make a roll to avoid taking damage. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot to hit this with. So that is. All right, so you're attacking the platform itself. Gotcha. Yeah. And that is three successes only, sadly. Okay. It's another aberrant. It's just happy somebody noticed him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Yay, but oh, I... fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all these bees, they, they look like... Um, You've seen uh, Atlantis, the Lost Empire, right? The yeah. fireflies. It kind of looks like that is flying out of these wings going towards them. Okay. Uh, so unfortunately, it does look like the, the platform shatters. Uh, okay. It seems like it's just kind of like a, a flimsy energy projection uh, that does shatter. Uh, and uh, two of them appear to be kind of like just float, floating there. Um let me double check that. Yeah, uh, but the uh, the the uh, glass encased chromatic thing does seem to like maneuver a, a bit out of the way, but that does not appear that they either any of them take damage from the explosion. Okay, but now we have two basically just floating targets. They, they are can't... currently floating at the moment. Okay. Um, the chromatic one um, uh, kind of like buzzes with this intense uh, rainbow energy. Uh, and I'm going to spend a point of corruption, uh, and it uh, shines out brightly, um, and the uh, these seven uh, seven different colored uh, like floating energy projections just sort of burst out of it uh, and begin flying towards all. Oh, of you me. can't see the mug. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. It's a Roy um, um, and it proceed the the figure itself um, uh, zoots away on a on a rainbow trail uh, out to extreme range. Um, and one of these uh, little uh, energy bubbles uh, starts um, uh, buzzing its way right towards you, Logan. Uh, so please roll your defense, please. I'm going to go ahead and use the good old stamina there. And that is a failure. Okay, so it looks like you only have two defense. Um, yeah, so um, we should probably, yeah. So you guys, you guys were all, all kind of, with the exception of, um, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, all of you were kind of um, like cuddled around the portal with the exception of Jude, who was like doing patrol stuff. More or less. I yeah. believe so, yeah. Okay. Uh, but Logan, you said you were also doing patrol stuff. So um, 
uh, this thing, uh, it kind of, it, it impacts your Varg and like mm -hmm. explodes out in a little bit of light. Um, doesn't do any damage to you, uh, but it does look like there is kind of an area of effect to it that fortunately no one else was in the room for it. Um, it sort of bumps off of you harmlessly, uh, but then re-coalesces and then starts coming around for another go. Uh, and then we have a PC, PC turn. I would like to take it if I can. Sure. Um, I want to use the skill trick fast planning. Okay. Um, I'm just going to throw out an order and see what happens. <laughs> um, Laughs is going to say, concentrate fire on the center one. You mean All the right. one that just sipped out to extreme range? Uh, yeah. So there, there are two, two, there are two, two Maybe you might give give a better order. <laughs> there are two floating, like one whippy arm, one one kind of pill bug, one just sort of floating in space. Uh, there are seven blobs of energy that are zipping around, and there's one that's way the fuck over there. So center is not. Yeah. So as he was saying that, yeah. it moves right, and he's like, "Correction, <laughs> flaily arms one." And okay. anyone gets a reduced, anyone who follows that order gets a reduced uh, target number for their okay. next roll. So. so you're spending that, you're using that, that's a skill trick, right? Correct, yep. Okay, all right, you still get an action as well. So uh, I believe that does cost a momentum though. I'm Okay, Thank cool. Um, I'm going to have the thing um, whip me toward that. Um, and I'm going to try to get in close range because that's what I do. I, okay. I, grapple things and all right like, yeah. let me just let, let me just make a quick uh quick let's see if this fucks up or not roll <laughs> but yeah no it, uh, you feel the telekinetic arm tighten around you uh it pulls you back off a little off the station and throws you right at the your, your target cool um do i get there quick enough to yeah, uh, you, you get within to... close yeah. it gets you within close range to do what you want to do um, I would like to attempt to prevent it from moving. Uh, you know, I know that's hard in space, but I'm going to try to and like hold it down so that people can shoot at it. Um, okay, that's so my right. plan. You're but, trying to you're trying to hold, to get a grapple on it. Yep, okay. but not be shot at the same time. Noted. Uh, go ahead and make a close combat roll. Yep, we're gonna. <laughs> that's a botch botch okay yep. yeah so you like uh so what happens yeah you guys get two momentum uh like you're flinging you're flinging you try and like pull a fancy move and like you're on track to hit it but your own like flailing and counter moving spins you off and you are moving past it cool i scream as i'm doing that i meant to do that <laughs> <laughs> it was deliberate uh okay uh so uh now i have another pc turn i would like to spend a point of inspiration and okay. activate chess master all right um, <laughs> so that everyone gets uh the uh, much like in our, our prior combat, um, everybody will 
uh, get the defense stunt outwit for the rest of this scene. Okay. Um, so you get to add, uh, I swear to God, I could find numbers right now. Hmm. I'm not nervous at all. You're uh, fine. Don't worry about it. You get two added uh, to your defense for the rest of the scene, everybody. Um, and I'm not sure if that takes up my entire turn or not. Uh, it shouldn't. Uh, you should get an um, gift use doesn't. Yeah, I don't think gift use um, uh, takes an action. Uh, I am. So that is not permanent, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just for. Well, this. no, we have to spend a success on our defense roll to get two successes, basically. Ah, okay. The stunt that costs one success. All right, noted. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, that you can spend that gift and then take an action. Cool. Um, I don't have extreme range weapons, but I, I at least can start trying to deal with the things that are here. Um, I, I will note, if you target the flinging arm one, you will get a reduced target number uh, based off of last skill trick. I will target the flingy armed one. Um, and with specifically, what? what I would like to use, if I can get the dang window to come up right, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would like to use my smart missile launcher. Okay. Um, smart missiles. <laughs> um, for no particular reason, what, uh, what uh, type of damage does that do? Uh, the type of damage, um, it has incendiary two and massive explosive ranged three. It's incendiary. Okay. Yeah, it's incendiary fire. type. Noted. Yes. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make that roll. Okay, and what was the Varg attack roll? One more time, I'm super sorry, guys. Uh, it, uh, for the missile launcher, it's going to be either pilot or aim. Okay. And then our relevant attribute? Yeah, whatever, whatever attribute you think is relevant. I will say, actually, composure is what I'm going to use for that one, because it does require some, some tactical thought here. Okay. To not blow up your friends. Precisely. Okay, one second. I got 110, so let's reroll that. I'm having a great day, guys. Mm. Four successes. Four successes. Uh, and what? how much enhancement does that uh, provide? Uh, the enhancement that that provides is not insignificant, actually. Uh, the enhancement is five. Five. So you have a total of nine successes. Its defense yes. is four. Um, uh, it does not appear to have any significant armor. Uh, I so forgot to add are... enhancements to my... <laughs> oh, I just realized I forgot to add enhancements. My brain is not working today. It's I. Uh, so you are able to damage it once. Uh, does it have the brutal tag? All right, let me answer that for you. No. If you just took it straight out of the book, it does not. Okay. It does not. So you can spend the rest of your successes to crit it, if you so desire. I do. All right, so you do two damage to it. Uh, so yeah, missiles fly in and, uh, and, and impact, uh, uh, exploding around this thing, uh, and it seems to disrupt its, its pattern of whippiness. Uh, okay, I have another PC turn. Uh, I'd like to go. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, 
So I am going to, I'm trying to do two things. I want to aim for the whippy guy with my gun mm-hmm. and accelerate uh, towards um, a point in space where I can catch up with laughs and essentially catch him uh, with the hope that I can throw him back towards the fight so that he does not just go tumbling off to uselessness. Okay. Would you like to attempt both things this round? Um, because you can if, you can move to him yeah. and get there, but in order to accomplish that and fire your gun, you'll have to do a mixed action. I Unless actually have the fighter pilot skill trick. Which I do. Okay, then there you go. Um, I'm marked. And yeah, so I'm going to aim... Um, does that uh, allow you to roll sep- two separate things, or does it allow you to use the the highest? Let me look at fighter pilot real quick. Yeah, please do. Pilot handling a vehicle is second nature to the pilot. When in combat, rolls to maneuver a vehicle do not count against the character's maximum number of actions for a complex action. Okay, I'll say that that counts. Okay. Um, well, okay. So it still means you do need to make a mixed action. Okay. Uh, it just means that it does not, yeah, it, that, I would say that, yeah, you're, you're not having to do like super awesome maneuvering. So I would say that that wouldn't apply. So you wouldn't have to spend that momentum to use the skill trick, um, but you would have to make a mixed action to do both things. What about making two attacks? One ranged at the, uh, at the dude, the whippy arm guy, and a melee at the other guy when I get to him that would also be to act a mixed attack. Then I'm going to do that. Okay. Uh, so basically you're going to roll your lowest dice pool. Okay. Um, and you're going to have to spend your successes to try and accomplish both tasks. Okay. Happily, uh, I have the same dice pool for both. My dex pilot and dex close combat are both nine. Okay. Three, four, five, six, okay. seven, eight, nine. Uh, you have one scale on this opponent, by the way. Good. Uh, so I'm, uh, yeah. It, how does the reduced target number work? Uh, the reduced target number means that you are looking for sevens and above. Okay. But only, oh, this is nasty. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, for me, what, what, what makes sense is if I get a success on a reduced number, I can only apply that die success to attacks to my attack against the whippy guy. That makes sense. All right. So target number is now what? Seven? Yes. Both of so, these things have a defense of four, by the way. Okay. I got four successes. One of them was a seven. Two of them are ten. So I'm going to re-roll those. Okay. And I got no additional successes. So does enhancement factor in now or? Yes. Okay. So my gun has five enhancement. Okay. Uh, and my sword has five enhancements. So I'm just going to say five enhancement. That sounds great. So five, six, seven, eight, nine successes total. So I am going to. Um... So I will say that you, uh, just to, to hurry this up, you are able to damage both of them once. Okay, then I will do that. 
So it is this, like, I, I use the, the momentum of me like doing an orbit. I put my verniers at maximum burn. I fire a shot uh, and then draw my sword as like, I'm pr- almost racing the bullet. Um, and yeah, I drive, I fly past the, the chromatic one and do a very dramatic drive-by slash all while still beelining for last Vard. Okay. It's, it's very Gundam. Indeed. All right. So um, uh, I will say uh, um, Raphael, please roll your defense because these little color blobs are coming for, uh, uh, for Jude, for Cesar, and one for you. Okay. Uh, and but only one of them gets any successes at all to uh, try and do a thing to you. And I will say that it happens to to Raphael. So please roll your defense. Okay. And that roll is. I'm super sorry. Uh, it's going to be one of your resilience attributes. Okay. Perfect. Scott, since I was technically still attacked, should I still pop somewhere else? Because I was mm-hmm. planning. I was planning to use blink when I got attacked. So would I still jump, or would I realize I don't need to? Uh, I mean, that would take you uh, in the same general vicinity of it. Um, so that would leave that up to you. Um, would outwit apply to this? Uh, what exactly does that do? Um, that is the defensive action that my uh, gift granted us. Um, yeah, it would apply. Okay. Okay, so that is. I'm sorry that I'm slow, y'all. No worries. I just took 20 minutes. You're fine. And we've got seven as no. This is eight okay. and above for for this. Still the eight and above. Okay, eight and above is four. Okay, you're able to move out of the way of the thing. Um, uh. Um, yeah, he did a thing. Okay. Uh, so, um, uh, what's going to happen next is the pill bug looking thing, uh, is, uh, still, uh, yeah, it's medium range, uh, from, uh, y'all, um, uh, it is going to, um, Look around. Uh, it sees uh, uh, it sees laughs spitting off into a uh, uh, into chaos. Um, uh, it sort of tightens up its coil. I'm going to spend a point of corruption, uh, and it is going to blink out of existence uh, and blink and then appear right in your path. Pillbug arms open wide, ready to catch you. Uh, so it's just teleported, um, and. Uh, I will say that the yeah the remaining the ma- remaining color blobs zip around but not gain uh, gain uh, purchase and we have one last PC turn for this session. Who wants to take it? I think I'm the last one to go, right? I think you are. Yeah. All right. So, other rather than actually doing something apparent, Wu is just going to take a deep dr- drink, hmm. <laughs> a drink breath, and close his eyes and. 
just feel everything around themselves, know where everything is and their place in the universe, and they are just going to activate the um, core technique of empty world style, which is true awareness. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you expand your view, uh, and that means you have the perfect insight uh, to see coming from that aberrant, uh, a uh, chromatic um, uh, wave of energy start barreling towards the party uh, with this intensity of quantum fire about to slam into all of you. And that is oh where boy. we're going to end the session for today. Oh boy. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, we'll do this uh, fairly quickly. Uh, did anyone achieve a short-term aspiration for this? I got new clothes. I think I made friends with at least one of my new teammates. Absolutely. I believe I got both my short terms. Okay. Uh, what about laughs? Did you get any of yours? Uh, not really. My Mine were offer someone support emotionally. Didn't really do that. And uh, be serious for once. Didn't really do that. So not this All time. Right. Uh, what about Raphael? I mean, you, you sounded it? pretty serious about the chili dogs. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm not sure if I made anybody uh, laugh with a little bit of dark humor or uh, comforted somebody in a time of crisis. So, All right. Well, we'll, we'll make that a wash. So that means that you don't get the one for everyone getting one. I don't think anyone got a uh, short-term, long-term aspiration out of it. Uh, but you did certainly uh, spend half of your available momentum, so that's going to be an additional. So that's going to be one uh, per short-term aspiration, um, one for the momentum, and then everyone gets two base for attendance. Uh, okay, so did everyone have fun this, uh, this session? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Uh, well, we will definitely be getting back into the fray next go. Um, uh, does anyone have, let's, let's go through the, through the table uh, and let everyone plug themselves and give out their, uh, get out their pertinence. Uh, we will start with Sean this time around. Uh, I don't really have a lot of spots. You can find me on the internet right now. Um, you can search for my name, Sean Kreef, and it will bring up drive through RPG where you will find a lot of my works. And uh, I'm assuming by the time you see this, Twitter may not be a thing. It's a possibility. Who knows? We live in a crazy world. Who are you throwing it to? Uh, I'm going to send it down to John. Um, hey, everybody. I'm Jonathan Fye. I was Rafael Alvarez Castillo. Um, I am the community manager for Jackalope Live Action Studios. We run the night in question. I'm also one of the creative partners and founders behind Cerberus Interactive Media. And uh, we will be running... Uh, Giovanni the Family Reunion at Midwinter Gaming Convention uh, in 2023, January. Um, it is a Nordic-style uh, V5 LARP that tells the formation of the Clans of Death into the Hekata. Uh, you can find me on many things, most notably ATL by Night, where I play a Lassauber by the name of the Spider. Um, my socials are going to be linked in a link tree probably during uh, this whole thing, so uh, in the check show me notes, out yeah. there. And I'm going to toss this to uh, Josh. Hi, I'm Josh Heath. I played Laughs, long name. And if you're interested in finding out more things that I'm involved in, you can Google me. You'll be scared. 
<laughs> and otherwise, uh, I can be found on Mastodon because that's the big new thing at jheath at dice.camp. And I'm going to kick it to Nigel. Hello, I uh, am Nigel O'Rear. I have been playing Flight Lieutenant Jude Fletcher. Um, I don't really maintain a, uh, a, a social media presence where my identity is, is part of it. So um, I don't really have anything I can plug. Uh, but I'm out there lurking like a magnetar, uh, uh, dark, pulsating, and brilliant. Watching, waiting. Watching, waiting. Um, gonna throw it to, um, uh, I'm so sorry, the guy who plays James. Logan. James. <laughs> uh, I'm James, he, they. I, um, like several of the people here, don't really have much of a social media presence. You can occasionally find me on other games. I um, play on Onyx Path channel sometimes and Croco's channel sometimes. Um, I have been playing the salty staff sergeant that is Logan McCall, um, who is aberrant in their bullshit. <laughs> All right, and finally, uh, well, first of all, I need to know who that cat is. Who's that cat, John, Jonathan? This is Stolas. He is a rescue cat um, that I adopted through Coco's Cupboard here in Georgia. They're an excellent charity. Please, uh, please throw money at them. Absolutely. Gotta, gotta give, give uh, props to the cats. But anyway, I have been Scott Cuban. I have been the story guide. Uh, you can find me uh, on my YouTube and Twitch channels, uh, Simulacra TV. Uh, currently, as of time of recording, I'm on Twitter at Simulacra RPGs, but who can tell the future? None of us are actually our sentient, um, except for, you know, seeing the bumbling of a mad billionaire. Um, and knowing where that generally goes. Uh, if you'd like to support the show or the channel, you can go to patreon.com slash Studios, become a patron, the primary benefit of which you gain access to the Discord servers, and you can get access to early casting calls, as well as chatting with the, these cast members and all past and previous cast members, which is a delight because they're all good people and I don't game with schmucks. Uh, but anyway, that's us for today. We look forward and see you when we see you. <laughs>